Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to the Coffee Clash. The Coffee Clash and Special Needs Talk Radio Network feature outstanding programming for the special needs community. Our team of hosts provide educational interviews. Our shows are not designed to provide listeners with specific or personal medical, legal, or professional service or advice. Parents of children with health issues should always consult their health care provider for medical advice, medications, or treatment. Any show discussing rights and law for special needs children and special education are presented as general information and not legal advice. Special Needs Coffee Clash Limited does not promote any hosts or guests' individual practice, programs, treatments, or products. We thank you for joining us and are proud to provide excellence in broadcasting for the special needs community. And now, on to the interview. Good evening and welcome to the Coffee Clash. This is Marianne Russo. Tonight we have a really special show for you. Um, We're going to be discussing a topic that is very near and dear to my heart, a disorder that my um, daughter has. I've spoken about many times on the show. And we're featuring a film that is being made um, that is really going to change lives. The film is Canary in a Coal Mine, and it follows the lives of several really remarkable people living with myalgic encephalomyelitis. Um, It's a very mysterious and devastating disease. Um, These people are forced to leave their jobs um, that they've loved, their dreams of what they thought their future would be. Um, You know, it it, it puts a strain on their their lives, their relationships, really every aspect of their lives. And um, what it really is about is the human consequence of a medical system that is ill-equipped to treat an illness that challenges its every assumption, the danger of ignorance and the power of a name. It's the story of a community of millions that most of the world are invisible. And um, we have several guests. Um, We have um, Jennifer Bray, who's going to be on later. She is the director and producer of this film. Um, We have a remarkable woman from the United Kingdom, Jessica Taylor. She's going to be joining us in a little while. But right now, we are honored um, to be starting off with Dr. Derek Enlander. Um, Dr. Enlander is considered one of the most renowned experts on fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome, and ME in the world. Um, He has a fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue center in Manhattan. He was the physician-in-waiting to the British royal family during their visits here to New York. And uh, he is on the faculty of Mount Sinai Medical School and is an attending physician at Mount Sinai Medical Center. As I said, we're honored to have you on the show, Dr. Enlander. It's my honor, indeed. You know, I, you know, I will never forget, on a personal note, the first time I brought my daughter to see you. Um, you know, she had been suffering terribly for many years and was either dismissed or passed along by all of the specialists, the dozens that we'd seen. Um, and after you looked at her history, you looked at her blood work, you looked at her brain scans, you said something that changed the course of her journey. And what you said was, Aliana, I want you to know you are not crazy. You have chronic fatigue syndrome and fibromyalgia, and it is real. It is a physical disease. And that validation is what it, it gave her such enduring hope. It gave her confirmation of everything she had gone through, and I want to thank you for that. Um, you know, I'm sure that you, you hear that from many patients that come to see you. I, I remember Adriana very well. 
I remember actually um, uh, examining her, and I remember actually going through um, copious notes. Um, the, the problem in this disease is, as I actually have said in Jennifer's um, brilliant film, that a lot of doctors are arrogant, um, and this arrogance actually goes to um, saying that uh, if we, as the medical profession, cannot make a diagnosis, the patient must be wrong. Uh, instead of actually saying, well, maybe we just don't have enough information or maybe we haven't done the right tests. Right. Uh, in the case of um, myalgic encephalomyelitis, um, called in America um, chronic fatigue syndrome, um, we actually tend to uh, um, not understand this disease because we don't know exactly uh, the cause. We believe, actually, that the cause is an immune system dysfunction perhaps caused by um, a prior exposure to a virus. Uh, Melvin Ramsey, the brilliant clinician uh, from the Royal Free Hospital in London, um, wrote his um, thesis um, on this disease. It's not actually um, a recent uh, phenomenon. Uh, this disease actually has been around for half a century. Yeah. And when Melvin actually um, uh, discovered actually a cohort of young doctors and nurses in the Royal Free Hospital suffering from this disease, the uh, young doctors and nurses were, were told that they were hysterical. And perhaps actually uh, Melvin Ramsey was also hysterical for making the diagnosis. Doctors actually um, said, well, all the normal blood tests are normal, which indeed is true. Mm -hmm. um, that doesn't mean that the right uh, blood tests uh, were looked at or that the right blood tests were available at that particular time in 1955. So the arrogance, unfortunately, is still pre is pervasive. A lot of doctors actually tell the patients, well, you're depressed, go and exactly. see a psychiatrist, or there's nothing wrong with you, you're imagining it. You know, actually, my daughter's pediatrician had said to her after, I mean, and, and when I say this, I mean this literally, after bringing her to the doctor to, to see her every week for months, um, you know, just turned around to her and said, suck it up. You're 13 years old. Go out with your friends, ha start having fun, and stop complaining to your mother. And it was the most disturbing thing that somebody could say to someone that's that's suffering like this but um you know i want to go into um with you exactly what this is chronic fatigue syndrome and myalgic encephalomyelitis um you know are they the same disorder um and just used interchangeably and are there subgroups um within this umbrella of chronic fatigue syndrome and how would a doctor make a diagnosis uh, we're we're treading on that gee um Thin ice. There are people actually who think that um, ME, myalgic encephalomyelitis, and CFS, chronic fatigue syndrome, are two separate and distinct um, uh, problems. That may well be that there are actually var variations um, in this disease. There are variations in many diseases. There are variations in, well, let me take something completely um, non-connected. Let me take a, a condition called um, tuberculosis of the lung. Tuberculosis of the lung actually can be a devastating lethal disease, and yet there can be actually patients who have a relatively light infection and actually um, uh, carry on what 
we might term a, a normal life. So there are variations in um, tuberculosis. There may well be also uh, variations in this disease. As we well know, Jennifer Atchi, who made the film, um, is more or less bedridden by this disease, and yet we have uh, other patients who are affected by this disease but can actually uh, perform somewhat um, in, in uh, their um, education or in their career. Other patients actually have had their careers cut, cut short by this disease. It's a terrible affliction. Right. And do, do you find that, you know, the, I, I would assume that someone could get the same virus as, like, say, my daughter or Jennifer and not, um, you know, wind up having chronic fatigue syndrome or fibromyalgia or ME. So is there some type, are you finding any type of predisposition, any type of genetic um, link to it? I know that you were looking into that. Well, um, the, first, the first part uh, of your question is... Um, other actually people who are exposed to some of these viruses and the five viruses actually that um, are actually most often um, mentioned uh, are um, HHV6, human herpes virus 6, not to be confused with um, sexual uh, herpes, um, Coxsackie B, which was the uh, virus that um, Melvin Ramsey uh, first described in his um, 1955 um, uh, case uh, uh, write-up, cytomegalo inclusion virus, um, a, a retrovirus. Now, the retrovirus story is somewhat cloudy because actually of my friend um, Judy Mikovitz, um, who actually did the original research on XMRV virus and wrote it up in science journal and it was unfortunately had to be retracted because it was found to be not a causative agent but to uh, uh, be an agent that had been uh, transferred from one lab to another. Okay. Um, Epstein-Barr virus uh, and um, a virus actually at um, uh, my friend Jonathan Kerr who unfortunately um, uh, did the work um, signal work uh, at St. George's uh, Hospital in London um, and unfortunately he had to actually uh, withdraw from, from uh, MECFS research uh, because he didn't get tenure. Uh, Parvo 19. So any of these viruses actually have um, been uh, connected uh, with this disease. Now the unfortunate thing is that these all are common viruses. So the problem with a common virus uh, is that everybody is exposed to these common viruses. Right. So if we actually uh, say that these viruses are causing this disease, detractors will say, well, everybody actually has been exposed to these viruses, so why doesn't everybody have this disease? And obviously only 1% of the population has um, uh, this disease. So the uh, question is, well, if there is a relationship, why are the uh, patients suffering, and why is the rest of the population, 98, 99% of the population, not? And the answer is exactly what you said. Maybe there is a genetic predisposition. With that in mind, we actually um, were given a million dollars, actually, to set up a MECFS center by one of my patients, who one of, very generously actually gave me um, this uh, 
generous grant. And um, we set up a group, including actually a world-famous geneticist, Eric Schacht. And Eric actually um, became very enthused about trying to find actually a genetic predisposition. And we are indeed actually uh, working along those lines. Yeah, I mean, that's going to really, I would assume, be so important. Uh, when you're making this diagnosis, you know, fibromyalgia is a subjective type of a diagnosis with trigger points and, um, you know, there's really no definitive blood work. But I remember from the testing you did on my daughter that, you know, there are um, results of tests that can lead you to this diagnosis. Am I correct? Well, what we have found, actually, Nancy Klimas, actually, who is also actually in Jennifer's film, um, is uh, an immunologist, and she has found, actually, that there are immunological deficits in this disease. For example, actually, certain cytokines, actually, are abnormal. Natural killer cells are reduced. Natural killer cell uh, function is reduced. Mm-hmm. And certain other immunological markers uh, are a problem. Um, Classically, we have actually added to the old FICUDA criteria um, the new uh, criteria, which includes um, post-exertional malaise, which is, seems to actually be somewhat peculiar to this disease. That means actually after a patient has done some exertion, uh, 24, 36, or 72 hours later, they actually um, are suffering from um, a malaise due to this exertion. So therefore, it's not um, a, an anaerobic or aerobic uh, problem because that would actually occur immediately after the exertion. This is, we believe, um, some reflection of an immune system um, dysfunction. Yeah, you know, my other daughter has pandas. So, and you know, so many other parents that I speak to that have children with this, their other children seem to have some type of a compromised immune system. So, uh, you know, there ha- there has to be something, um, and I'm, I'm glad you're looking for it. You know, these, these disorders or diseases, um, they have such a neurological component to it as well. A lot of sensory issues, a lot of emotional presentations. Um, why do you think it is that it encompasses so many areas of of, of someone's life? Now let's let's uh, return to excuse me. Let's return to um, Melvin Ramsey. Melvin Ramsey actually um, was practicing in the 1950s. In the 1950s, we didn't have actually the benefits uh, which we have um, today of. CAT scans, MRIs, specs, PETs, uh, functional MRIs. We didn't have all these scanning mechanisms of, to determine where the actual uh, abnormality lay and what the actual um, deficits were. And he actually um, made the um, uh, uh, diagnosis uh, a term myalgic encephalomyelitis, myalgic being actually... Um, a function of um, abnormality in muscle, encephalo being uh, involving the brain, and myelitis actually involving actually peripheral nerves. So therefore, he conjured ME as a term, a new term, uh, involving actually the brain without actually, as I said, having these scanning mechanisms. Absolutely brilliant. So if we accept that this, and everybody I think does accept, that there are implications in the central nervous system uh, that the brain is afflicted 
the affliction in the brain uh, can actually be um, uh, universal throughout the body because the right. brain is obviously uh, encompassing many, many functional um, problems. And you use multiple approaches, which I was very impressed with. Um, you use a lot of different approaches um, for your patients. So um, can you tell us what you're doing and why you're doing them? We're doing, we're doing them actually not because because of any sort of a, a clever um, diagnostic. Really, have got no pinpoint that um, method of diagnosing this disease. What we've got to do is we've got to um, rule out other possibilities which cause um, the symptoms. There are many disease uh, diseases which cause fatigue and fatigue-like illnesses, simple uh, diseases and more complex diseases simple diseases such as anemia. Anemia actually, um, iron deficiency anemia, will actually uh, produce uh, a fatigue-like illness. More complex diseases such as actually uh, leukemia, um, lupus, uh, multiple sclerosis, can also actually um, produce a confusing uh, consortium of, of symptoms, which can and do mimic actually the symptoms that we see. So we've got to rule out these diseases before we come up with a diagnosis of MECFS. Well, you know, I think one of the problems we have is the lack of um, research. Um, you know, and I'm hoping that, that that's going to change soon. But, um, you know, if, if there's someone out there that, you know, is suffering with this and isn't being, you know, listened to, um, you know, what recommendation would you have to them to go to get to somebody to help them? Well, you've got to find out your doctor, actually, who is sympathetic, first of all. Mm-hmm. If you're going to actually have a doctor who's going to tell you, um, just um, suck it in or whatever, actually, uh, uh, the actually told, right. um, uh, that, that's obviously you're not going to get um, very far because the doctor already has um, made a decision that um, there's nothing wrong with the patient and the patient is imagining it. So uh, you've got to actually say to the doctor, well, uh, do you realize that... Um, the patient is sick, and the doctor says, no, I, I don't accept that the patient is sick. Well, obviously, one has to um, go elsewhere. Uh, the problem in this disease is that uh, there is depression. Um, there's depression in lots of chronic diseases, depression in cancer. A patient actually has cancer. They're depressed. They're, not, they're suffering from a disease, actually, uh, which is going to afflict their life or has afflicted their life, and, um, and there's a, a long sort of road ahead of them, they're depressed because they're not able to do the things that they uh, want to do and that they used to be able to do, so they're depressed. Now, nobody in their right mind is going to say, oh, your depression has caused cancer. Right. However, in MECFS, they are also depressed because they actually are not afflicted by a, a condition which... Um, has changed, actually, um, their manner of life. And doctors have got no um, problem in saying, oh, you're depressed. The depression has caused uh, your condition. Not that the MECFS has caused the depression. It's it's absolutely mind-boggling. It really is. Uh, Well, Dr. Um, Enlander, I want to thank you for joining us. Um, You know, speaking of... um, you know, severe cases and someone who wasn't listened to. I'm going to be bringing on um, Jennifer Taylor now, um, Jessica Taylor. I'm just sorry. Would, I just would like to actually say one final thing. 
Mm-hmm. And that is that um, uh, the MECFS Center at Sinai that um, this uh, generous donor actually um, set up uh, is having actually a, sec- a second uh, um, conference uh, in November the 20th to which all patients actually uh, are invited. And uh, we will actually have uh, Nancy Klimas and Dan Peterson, Eric Schacht um, speaking uh, on wow. these. And we actually uh, would like to see actually anybody who is in the vicinity come. It's oh, well, I'm definitely going to put that. It will be held at Mount Sinai Hospital in New York. Well, I'm definitely going to call your office, get the information, and we'll be putting that on this um, on the interview um, blog. So thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate you joining us. My pleasure. It's my, my honor and pleasure. Thank you thank very, you. very much.